welcome to this week's episode of the OdaFest podcast. This year is OdaFest's 25th anniversary, and I'd love it if you can join us at the keynote event, the Silver Stars Masquerade Ball. Dance the night away, share some stories of 25 years worth of shenanigans, and help us fill up a time capsule with our dearest wishes for the future, which will be opened at OdaFest's 50th anniversary. We'll have prizes for best dressed and most marvelous mask, and many more. And now, back to Angelo, Dio, and Nancy. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Seth, and welcome to another episode of the OdaFest podcast. With me today are Dio and Nancy. Hello. And let's get on to some more announcements. Indeed. OdaFest Sketch Drive applications are now open until February 26th. Come be a part of this beloved little corner of the festival. Get your application in today. Also get your AMV contest submissions in for prizes, for glory, for a rip-roaring good time. And back for its second year, the Manga Library is looking to expand its collection, and we'd love your help. If you have manga collecting dust on your shelf, or if you need to free up room in your collection, consider donating to OdaFest's Manga Library. Head to odafest.com manga for more details. Hello, hello! And speaking of collecting dust, are you ready to transform your cluttered space into a clean and organized oasis? The OdaFest Charity Auction is here to help. Not only will you declutter your home, you'll also be giving back to a great cause. By signing up, dropping off your items, and letting us handle the rest, you'll be making a positive impact on the community. Your items will embark on a new journey with a new owner, and all proceeds will go towards supporting this year's charity, the Meow Foundation. Make a difference and clean out your space at the same time. Submit your items now at odafest.com auction. OdaFest just got even more exciting with Girl DM! Woo! With a passion for video games, anime, and art, she captivates audiences with her unique and entertaining streams. This self-proclaimed anime nerd will bring the excitement to OdaFest this year. She even has her own ramen flavor partnered with Vite Ramen! Holy oh cow, God. really? Yeah, you can What kind get- of flavor is it? It is Yuzu Shoyu, if I remember right. Yeah, Yuzu Shoyu Ramen. Oh my gosh, that sounds perfect. I love Yuzu Shoyu. So good. It is super tasty. It is super mm, tasty. Mm, mm, mm. Girl mm. DM, is that our first VTuber guest that ever? Is our first VTuber guest at <gasps> OdaFest. Exciting. Oh. I know. We are at long last joining in on the on the on the international craze of VTubers. We're bringing our first VTuber guest. We got a weird cat. We got a weird mayo cat. And even nicer, uh Girl DM is a Canadian mayo cat, so it's always nice when we get to support uh local guests yeah. coming to our event. So Of course. We- the Canadian, Canadian content VTuber. creator gang. Yeah, yeah, we get a Canadian VTuber. Oh gosh, I'm so excited. Do Canadian anime conventions have to deal with CanCon laws? Luckily, no. The CRTC ain't got nothing on us. <laughs> but we'd be okay anyway. <laughs> Amazing. Speaking of food, speaking of food, uh, I believe Angelo has some very strong ideas about when favorite places suddenly get very popular. Oh my god. This uh-huh. is something that that Dio and I have been dealing with for a few weeks now. There's oh. this wonderful brewery here in town. 
that uh, that we love the beer right there. We love the pizza that they have there. Like they've mm. got stone fired pizza. They've got beer. Mm. They brewed themselves. I mean, they're a brewery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for the last three weeks, every time we've gone there, it's been too full. There hasn't been a single space to sit. This is the worst thing that could possibly happen to us. Every time we think that we see someplace, it's reserved. So what was the catalyzing event that caused this sudden skyrocketing? I believe there was some social media posts about the Privny Pilsner, like a mm. Czech-style Pilsner that's supposedly very, very authentic. Uh, and after that social media post went out, they have been packed. Packed. At first, I thought it was because we were going on like a Saturday evening. Which is always I mean, going to be busy time for a brewery. Yeah, yeah. of course. Mm -hmm. This last time we went was around lunchtime. We went around lunchtime and the only place to sit, there were two seats available at the bar. And I mean, lunchtime on a Saturday, the place is packed. People are eating pizzas. Some people are playing board games because this place is right across the street from uh, from Sentry Box. Hmm. Beers slinging everywhere. And I mean. It's not going to get any less busy at that point. If that is the least busy they get in a winter. Oh, my God. Luckily, they have a lot of outdoor seating. So maybe summer will get better, but well, they'll have more capacity. But doesn't that make it harder for the kitchen and the staff to keep service up? Yeah, potentially. Potentially, and I mean, definitely. I think it's the case of like, so it's one thing when a new place opens up and like nobody knows about it, but like mm. when people like, and the, the other aspect is like when a place opens up and people go and they don't have maybe like the greatest time or they have an okay time, and mm -hmm. so they're not like they're not going to go out of their way to go again. But if you right. go somewhere for the first time and you have an awesome time, you're going to go a second time. And if mm -hmm. you go the second mm -hmm. time and you have a just as awesome or even better time, well, then mm -hmm. you're going to go a third time. And if you mm -hmm. have a really good third time, too, well, then you're just going to go there all the time. And I will say, like, the service there is incredible. The staff are super friendly. The food's delicious. The beers are amazing. I would not be surprised that for a lot of people, that's their favorite brewery or, like, place to go hang out. Because it's like, if you have a good time there, why would you not always go? That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're what you're saying is that we're basically experiencing Moraine Lake, but slightly to a smaller audience, a smaller it's degree, Calgary, yeah. not just yeah. you know everywhere, everyone coming to see Moraine Lake first thing at sunrise type thing. Yeah, definitely. Like I think a lot of people are going to enjoy some delicious beer and some nice stone fire pizza. And it's, I mean, it's the other thing is it's, it's the, they're, it's a, they're, they're new, like it's their only brewery in the city. So it's not like mm -hmm. you can go to a different location. Yeah. It's only the one and they mm -hmm. only have the one. So if you like their beer, or you like their stuff, there's nowhere else to go unless you want to order, order it. Yeah. Or go do pickup or something. So question, are you going to try and find... Like a window to go where there's less people, or would you rather just try and find a new joint? Oh, I figured out the times when to go, right? Like oh. the times, the best times to go are not during like, like peak times. Like I would say, like, if you think of like a, a brewery or like a pizza place, like when mm -hmm. are the times when those places are the most busy? That's going to be like 
weekends and like especially weekends during the day. So that's going to be like Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday all day, and maybe Sunday. You got to go Monday morning. So the answer, like, there's nobody drinking on a Monday morning. Well, or even like, (laughs) that's where you're wrong. (laughs) But here's the thing like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like, even if you go in the evening, nobody's going to be there. Mm. Says you. I mean, like, Mm. there will be people there, but not a ton of people compared to like. The usual crowd. Yeah, not compared to like a Saturday night or like a Saturday during the day. Yeah, so. I had a similar experience. Uh, there was a new Italian place that opened up near us, and it was probably late summer when they opened up. Still relatively unknown until their social media started picking up. So we went once on like a Friday evening without a reservation, and we were fine in the summer. Uh, and then suddenly, Stampede came and ah. it got super busy. The there's there's like a crowd of people who tend to only really go out and party and drink a lot for Stampede season. Yeah, for Stampede season or other like special occasion type of things. And because they held a special event for Stampede and they managed to impress a lot of people, they won those people's patronage and so since then it has been significantly busier. Nonstop busy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got really lucky. There was a Thursday evening. I showed up like at 5 p.m. for early dinner. And I managed to get a spot at the bar. Like, I didn't get a table. I had to sit at the bar, which isn't a bad experience. But they usually reserve bar seating for like after all the tables are filled. Yeah, like overflow. Exactly. So I was just like, it's a Thursday evening. What is happening? And like, it clearly never slowed down since. Yeah, Stampy, yeah, and I exactly. don't think they've slowed down since anyway, even though it's winter. And I think Damn. that's the thing. Um, I think a lot of people, I mean, without turning this into an economics podcast again, because I keep doing <laughs> that, um, I think a lot of people are being more picky with their, with their, where they where they patronage and where they spend their money. And Absolutely. So as a result, if you find a really good place and you really like that place or you really mm-hmm. like that food, mm-hmm. you're going to go to the same place over and over again because that's the place where you can get the stuff you like rather than gamble on, well, I can try something different, but I might not have a good time and then also spend all that money. Um, yeah, which can especially be with tough. the economy right now and people are yeah. like, I don't want to completely stop myself from enjoying nice things in life, but I'm going to be a lot pickier about where I'm going to go with that money. Exactly. And like, if you can only go out once a week, you're going to go out to the place where you're going to get the most enjoyment for your buck. Yeah, I think. And so I think that's why we're seeing a lot of like places that are really good are getting really popular. That's a good thing. I'm happy for those businesses. Me too. I'm happy for them. The silver lining is that they're not going out of business anytime soon. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If they went out of business when they're packed 24-7, something else is going on. Indeed. Yes. And so everybody listening right now is probably screaming, just make a reservation, forehead. <laughs> and, uh, you already yeah, told you, them where it was. You have a story, don't you, about reservations? So maybe that would work if you're anyone but me. Oh, maybe really? that would work if you're anyone except me. I have learned that I I can no longer make reservations. You can. You just have to 
It's check. impossible. No, impossible you challenge. Didn't. Angelo no, Reserve a restaurant. No, impossible challenge. don't say that. So, yesterday, Dio and I we had reservations to go to to uh, Gyukaku here in the city. Yum. And it's so good. It's so absolutely wonderful. Japanese barbecue mm. for anyone who is uninformed. Yes. And I'd made reservations in advance, and I was checking my phone, and I was like, ah, oh, yes, 6.30. That's when we're heading out. If we leave the house at 6, we will get there in time, no problem. Uh, 6.05, we're on the platform at uh, at the train station, and I get a call. And they're like, hey, are you, are you planning to come for your 6 o'clock uh, reservation? Oh, no. Nari? Nari kore? Oh, no. What? What happened? Uh, so I misread everything. The reservation <laughs> was, in fact, for six. I don't know how time works. Nobody oh. does, I'm pretty sure. Oh. I'm fairly certain. So I'm like, "What wasn't it for 6.30? And they're like, sorry, no. We couldn't fit you in for a 6.30 table. And then the train is actively pulling up. It's noisy. They're on a restaurant line. I'm at the, at the train platform. And then I hear something about 7.45. I'm like, oh. They can fit us in at 7.45, I guess. Well, oh, it's a later dinner, but whatever. So we show up at 7.45 and the girl's like, uh, no, that's not what I said on the phone. I said, if you could get here soon, as long as you're gone by 7.45, you could, you could get. And I was like, oh, no. And keep in mind, this is the only task that I've given Poor Angelo for Valentine's Day was to book, pick out the dinner and make the dinner reservations. And it's 7.45, so we haven't had any food since, like, lunchtime. So I'm oh, starting to get a no. bit hangry. Cranky. Oh, my I'm gosh. Getting real cranky. <laughs> oh, so, my gosh. We did end up having... A fairly nice meal. We walked oh, wait, to a nice sushi place. You're leaving place. out the part. You're leaving out the, the part that really made me go, Ugh! which is where, so the lady oh, is boy. looking at us and we're looking mm-hmm. at each other and we're mm-hmm. looking at the lady. And the, mm-hmm. the lady goes, um, so we're kind of busy. The next time we could get you guys scheduled in to eat is nine o'clock. <gasps> oh, yeah. No. no, I completely wiped that from my memory. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, no thanks. And then so we walked out. Oh, so we did you eventually get some nice food. We walked over to Fusion Sushi. We okay. Had some nice food. We went over to Fuafua afterwards. Yay. Fuafua is the best. Yes. And I was did happy. Best. In the did end, I got to eat dinner. Some and of the I anguish. got to have fluffy pancakes, so I was no longer hangry. Did it make up for some of the anguish for the evening? Mostly. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer upset about it, but I'm just like, please don't let this deter you from trying. Let it be a lesson on how to double check. I'm never trying to reserve a restaurant again. No. I am going to do all of my eating Cooking at home no. and maybe with meal delivery services. I still want to go out sometimes. We're cooking at home. No. Angelo oh Reserve God. Restaurant Challenge Impossible. Not like this. Although oh, we did do no. some we did do some meal delivery services. Or rather, yeah. I did some meal delivery so, services. You did. Okay. Yes. So both Nancy and I are pretty I would say we're proficient home cooks. We are yeah. quite experienced in the art of home cookery. 
Whereas I, I am not. So I am fully capable of cooking. Um, and I know how to cook, but I require, there's two things I, I require. I require peace and quiet and calm. Um, I do not like when other people try to help without being asked or try to con- converse while I'm cooking because I need to focus on mm-hmm. the task mm-hmm. at hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need a good, rigid set of instructions, a good, reliable recipe. If Kay. I can do that, um, until uh, like some things are in my internal recipe repertoire and I can do them without thinking about it. But most things I would say do not fall under that. And so I need to be able to focus and I need to have clear instructions and otherwise, mm-hmm. and because those are very specific, it means that I am capable of cooking, but I don't derive any joy from it. I, I enjoy only the joy from the eating part of the food. Okay. So. I have been trying to cook more. Um, one, because I don't like buying takeout, um, and I never have really enjoyed buying takeout. Uh, it doesn't feel very nutritious and satisfying. It costs more money. Um, yes. But at the yes, same time, I always have the struggle of I live alone. And mm-hmm. so I can't really go to places like Costco and do lots of bulk buying of food um, mm-hmm. because I cannot it's very hard to buy food in portions for one person um which means i'm always struggling to get enough food to feed myself for several days and also not introduce a bunch of accidental food waste yes so i figured i have tons of friends who are creators and have creator codes with HelloFresh. Mm -hmm. um and the promotion that they were running was you put in the creator's code and they take uh, across four boxes, they take $100 off scale. Oh, okay, okay. Which I'm like, okay, that's a, considering that like their familiar. regular two person boxes are like, um, they're like a hundred bucks um, a week if you don't have any discount. I'm like, a hundred dollars, you know, split across, across like four weeks is, is a pretty good deal. It's like, it's the equivalent of like getting one, the, getting one free meal set from them. And I figured I would try it. And then I would have the little recipe cards. And if I liked the recipes, I would now know what to go get from the store in order to recreate them. And I would have the recipes handy. Right. So I did four weeks. I spent the past month um, doing HelloFresh. And the way that I'd done it was I picked their, they set them up in like, you can either buy a two person or a four person meal set. um, Mm -hmm. And you can buy it for some set number of days. So I did two person meals for three meals, which for me works out to like, it means Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I have dinner and then lunch to bring to work the next day. Hmm. Okay, I interesting. Cook the two person portion. I put mm-hmm. one half, one one person's portion in a container and I bring it to work the next day. Okay. Um, and it was, it was, it was quite an interesting experience. Um, I did hmm. a couple of them with Angelo, um, but I did most of them by myself. Um, they were all good. Every single, I have no taste complaints about any of them. Um, so with a little bit of the experience that I've gotten from it, I do have my own opinions on, uh, on HelloFresh and I guess delivery, meal delivery as a whole. Right. Cause there's other ones like Chef's Plate and all kinds of other ones. So Chef's I Plate don't... is now owned by HelloFresh actually. So they're the same oh, thing. Oh, so yeah. now they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. My... There's Blue Apron, I think, is the yes, other one? Blue Apron oh, yeah. is the other one. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember yeah. that one. Yeah. The biggest thing was I 
I was kind of surprised by how complicated some of the HelloFresh recipes are. I've been they told are. that. I've uh, been told are, that. Even the ones that are like that are described as like quick and easy, and this was a thing that threw me off as well. Even the ones that are described as quick and easy are not particularly are not. quick, and they're not particularly easy. Like I they think make the use of way- some very complicated tools. Yeah, I think the only way they could be quick and easy is if you like if you're making a two person meal and you have two people doing the work together. That's ah, what I found I uh, when me and Dio were both cooking together. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because there was a lot of like time sensitive stuff. I find. Yeah. Uh, if you only had one person, I feel I feel like it would be really easy for them to get overwhelmed with it. It, it was hmm. very it was a very fine line. Like it was very much a struggle on for some of the meals when I was mm-hmm. doing them by myself. It was like, you know, you're supposed to start one thing and they're like, yeah, stir this sauce and keep stirring it. And then meanwhile, you know, go prep this meat and protein and, and, and this stuff that's supposed to go in the oven. And by the way, you're supposed to be stirring this thing while it's, you know, boiling or simmering on the stove and make sure it doesn't burn or make sure it doesn't you know make sure you don't overcook it and Mm -hmm. then some of them were super complicated because like i have a very minimal kitchen set Mm -hmm. like i have a small kitchen um Mm -hmm. and i i I have a very minimal set of tools i don't like i don't have you know a million pots and pans and i don't have like a you know 20 different pieces of bakeware i have like the bare minimum like standard things you need to cook food one deep one big deep pot, one medium-sized pot, one small pot, one simmering pan, one regular fry pan, and one skillet fry pan. That's it. And I have, like, three pieces of bakeware, each in three different sizes. So it's like, I can do anything. But, you know, if you need me to have, you know, two different pieces, two different sheet pans, I only have one sheet pan. And so I would encounter uh, various dishes where they're like, so you're going to put this thing in the oven on one sheet pan, then you're going to take it out. You're going to put another thing on a different sheet pan and put it in the oven after. And it's like, but I only have one sheet pan. Why couldn't I just, and it's at the same temperature. So why couldn't I do these two things on the same sheet pan in the oven at the same time? Like, why did the instructions specifically have me divide these things up? So that that happens. You say you just, you wing it. You wait. Yeah, like the answer I realized was like for a lot of these things, you really don't have to follow the instructions. Uh, and sometimes <laughs> the instructions are a little bit much. Um, but uh, in other ways, the instructions are like a little too shallow where like mm. they're like you need to like provide your like they don't mention at the top of the the recipe list until you're like reading the recipe card that like it expects you to provide what it considers pantry items of like we're going to provide you the salts and most of the produce but you need to get like your own butter you need to bring uh. your own milk you need to if there's eggs i'm not that i have uh, yeah i did have a couple with eggs if there's eggs you need to bring your own eggs that kind of stuff, which is mm-hmm. fine until I found out, you know, because I'm cooking and I'm realizing it wants me to use my own butter, that they want you to use unsalted butter. Whereas oh. for one of the recipes, all I had in my house was salted butter. And I thought, well, this is fine. Um, but the answer is if you're using salted butter instead of sal- unsalted butter, you should probably use less salt mm-hmm. because you're already getting salt with the butter. Yes. So I made the world's saltiest mashed potatoes once, and I was like, whoa. I, oh. You can't even. It was edible, but it was just very salty. Wow. 
Mashed potatoes fit for Aquaman. Just as salty as the sea. Uh, indeed. Oof. Like, they were they, they were they were a bit they were edible. But I was like, if I had known, I would have just not added any salt. I would have just used the salted butter and yeah. and that would have been fine. But and that's aside from those things, like it was it was pretty okay. Um on on one hand it was nice to have like what effectively for me was six complete meals for like less than a hundred dollars like that's Mm -hmm. that's pretty good bang for my buck um it was very easy and because they give you a little app you can choose and swap around um what meals you want so i -hmm. tend to want to uh pick meals that have a protein and a vegetable side rather than like a lot of a lot of cookbooks and this is kind of my struggle with like a lot of people are like why don't you just go buy a cookbook then because a lot of cookbooks are like especially North American ones are like, here's a meat protein that is usually red meat specifically and a starch side, like a pasta or a potato or a squash. And it's like, I don't want that. I want like a lean meat protein and a vegetable side so that like I'm getting enough nutrients because my I I eat like a, a bird or Angela has joked that I eat like a rabbit. I don't eat really big portions. And so I want, like, I have to, that means if I'm not going to eat a lot of food, the food that I'm eating has to be very nutritious or else I'm going to, you know, have a carbohydrate induced nap right after dinner. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the same way. I also tend to eat like a bird. I eat very small portions and I'm happier, like snacking throughout the day and therefore I should be snacking on healthier things and not exactly baby star ramen chips (laughs) yeah exactly I'm like instead of having M&M's or crackers or chips it's like I need to have like fresh cut vegetables cucumber carrot um slices of melon or sliced fruits like are you saying that that fruit by the foot doesn't count as a portion of fruit (sighs) no no it does not I don't think that. What counts. about fruit roll-ups? It has fruit in the name. Mm, you see, I think there's fruit juice in it, but I don't think there's enough to constitute. What about a whole gushers? Fruit. They have like an entire juice box's worth <laughs> yeah, of juice. Yeah, those are just full of, of the syrup. Candy. That's just sugar. <laughs> it's That's just, just sugar. sugar. It's just sugar through and through. But it was a cool experience. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not going to continue. My discount period has now ended. Yeah. And for me, I don't think. For me, it doesn't suit my lifestyle and the food that I like to eat. For. Yeah. And it's a little bit more work than I would like to put in during the week. Like, the one thing I like about sort of like, you know, I have some in my f- fridge, I have frozen vegetables and I have, you know, like frozen proteins that I like. It's like if I want to like come home from work and I'm tired and I just want a quick meal that is like nutritious, but like doesn't take me, you know, 35 minutes, you know, I can do things like one of the recipes uh, was for meatballs. And it's like, well, why don't I just make the meatballs and put the meatballs in the freezer and then I can just bake the meatballs rather than spending 15 minutes to prep the meatballs and then bake the meatballs. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I tried meal delivery services quite a few years ago. So what ended up happening was there was a chef's plate promo of some sort. Uh-huh. And um, I kind of I kind of was really hesitant to try it out. This was like five years ago. I, I really hesitated to try them out because if you look at the cost of a box of groceries for 
two people to have a single meal, it was a lot compared yeah. to what it would be if I just went and bought groceries myself. Exactly. A recipe card can't be worth that much. But the thing is, exactly. I realized after like work just started blowing up and my responsibilities at work started changing and I started taking on more mentally tasking sort of things, I discovered that A, I didn't have the mental energy to think about what I wanted to make for dinner at the end of a long day of work. Yeah, you just want to come home and just eat it. And B, even if I you know, had chosen what to do. Like if I had been smart and planned out meals ahead of time uh, and had the groceries, it was still really difficult for me to get all the prep work going. The nice yeah. thing about having the, like everything that you need in one single package. Cause like they would package up like one meal in this bag and then one meal in this one bag. One meal in another bag. Yeah, exactly. But, the nice thing about it is that you take everything out of the bag and you everything, everything that you need. you need is there and you're not like standing at the fridge going, do I need garlic? Do I need do butter? I need this? Do I need mayo? Do I need a tomato? Do I need, do I need cucumber? Do I need like – and there's one thing yeah. that I really don't like. I don't like standing at the fridge and going, what do I need? And then going back and forth to the fridge over and over and getting, oh, I forgot milk. Oh, I forgot, oh, I forgot a potato this. in there. Oh, I forgot um, that. That's so me I actually learning found out to, uh, trying to make food, finding halfway through that we have no soy sauce, being like, "But, but I need to make my teriyaki sauce. What do I do?" Yeah, uh, Worcester was inspired by soy sauce, wasn't it? Mm. Worcester is great, but <laughs> you know, like I just, I just really appreciated having a lot of the mental load removed. From my day to day, uh, what we did was we would order um, a box for two meals every week, but two meals for four people. So two adults and like assuming two kids, I think. And what we would do is it would be one dinner and then it would be one lunch for the both of us. Nice. Mm. That sounds pretty good. Yep. Yeah. And then... Uh, we only had two meals. So for, you know, Monday, which is probably the hardest day of the week for yeah. me mentally, Monday and then Thursday, we would have things more or less arranged for us, for me to be able to make a meal, not think very hard about it. And it was good. I do recommend that, like, if someone is looking for different recipes to learn and try or for someone who is like not experienced with a lot of cooking to try but i mean you just told me that a whole bunch of those meals had like fairly complicated procedures or tools that were involved and like when yeah. i did chef's plate ones they weren't like that so i don't know if that's just the way maybe that hello fresh has gone yeah like maybe it's the difference between the different sort of like categories because it's the same company at the end of the day so maybe they do like chef's plate is more like beginner friendly and hello fresh is more like here's meals here's meal inspiration and we'll provide the ingredients for that meal inspiration so you can you know try something out of your comfort zone or something more difficult in the meantime also i'm just going to take my meal inspiration from youtube chefs <laughs> I mean, it does work. That's it is fair. quite fun to watch. Chef them. John that Babish and Adam Ragusia just—they inspire oh, my Babish. 
Yeah, it's they, true. They just make good stuff, and they they explain it, and and they I do, do appreciate do. that. Like I do a, a, appreciate the visual explanation of this is what it's supposed to look like. So here's how you do the steps so that it looks correct. My favorite mm-hmm. is when a lot of different food YouTubers cover the same meal in different oh. ways, uh-huh. and then I'm like, oh, this is how they're winging it. I can wing it too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like at the end of the day, like a lot of things really are like to your personal taste preference, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the one sort of weakness with sort of like meal delivery services is they kind of lull you into this like you don't really have to wing it and like everything is just play set up so you can get the same taste every single time which is true but like you should you know enhance it with your own spices or like preferred flavor profile you should salt and pepper things like to your taste preference um you should add flavor enhancers or uh substitutions based on what you like because like if i've learned anything it's like the the best way to shop is to go get the food ingredients that you like that bring you joy. Um, And then you can never like have wasted money or wasted food because it's stuff that you like. It's stuff that brings you joy. It's really nice when you find um, pantry staples that really suit your, like your palate. And then you just find different ways to use them. Like I have a bottle of Chinese five spice that I just don't use unless I'm doing one specific dish. And I wish I had more things I could use it on. But it's just there otherwise. Pretty much. But like yeah. salt yeah. and pepper? Yeah. I'll use that on everything. Everything. You need Mediterranean you need the spice? I'll use that on everything. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll I'll have sake sitting in my uh in my fridge. And it's almost exclusively for uh for teriyaki sauce. Mm-mm-mm. Except when I'm not making teriyaki sauce, in which case it goes in a little cup for drinking. Uh, beside the pan. Uh-huh. Uh, for sipping when desired. Yeah. For sipping for when waiting for things for to brown, yes. Exactly. exactly. It's a very yeah. it's a very important role in the kitchen. Yeah. Some exactly. for cooking and some for the cook. <laughs> exactly. You need to you have to if you don't tip the cook in tasty things, uh you're gonna have a tip bad the time. cook until the cook is tipsy. Yeah. Exactly. One one would argue that it's the equivalent of seasoning the cook. Yes, yes. You have to season the cook so that the cook seasons the food correctly. Yes, yes. I exactly. Must, I have to agree. Accurate. Did you ever discover that you were just like missing certain kitchen essentials while trying to make some of these? Yes, actually. Yep. It was last weekend that I was at Dio's helping her cook, and I was like, Dia, where's your whisk? What's and a- she's like, I don't have a whisk. I, I didn't have a whisk. <laughs> so I had I had two chopsticks. I had two chopsticks, and that's what I was using. That's how I've been to full make dis- sure this I- bechamel sauce emulsified. Probably. That's how Ooh. I've been whisking things, and now Yikes. it doesn't it doesn't work for bechamel sauce very well. But so, I, it works for most other things decently enough. I make bechamel sauce without a whisk. I actually am able to do it without a whisk. I don't with know why. Or with a fork or No, I don't need to whisk. Like the flour wow. doesn't clump You're when you genius. make it properly. So you don't better. need to whisk it. It is more forgiving with a whisk. That's is it? the difference. It's I just much use a spatula. I just use a spatula. But, uh so this this prompted me. This mm-hmm. prompted me while I was grocery shopping the other day, stop at the at the at the tools aisle, and I was like, okay. 
Dio needs a whisk. I'm getting her one of those little metal whisks that are good for everything. Uh-huh. But I also need yes. to get her a silicone whisk for her nonstick pans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Important. Yes. Yes, very important. So today I finally got to whisk things for Dio. Yeah. We, 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 we whisked whisk. together some enchilada sauce. We whisked together some some pudding for dessert. Yeah. It was it wonderful. Was we used the whisks. The whisks got used. They arrived at my house and they served a purpose. But yes, I have routinely, because my kitchen, the stuff that I have in my kitchen is so minimal, I am constantly bumping up against, you know, what limitations do I have by not having a tool that I might have thought at the time was way too specific to need, but actually isn't so specific uh, that I shouldn't have it. You don't need a tiny whisk. A fork is a tiny whisk. But you do need a whisk. A full size, it does, it does help. It is, it is, I, I, I admit I solved the whisk problem with chopsticks more often than not, and I was a-okay with it, but listen, Angelo's coming over to my house to cook and he needs a whisk, man's gotta have a whisk. I once broke the handle off of my whisk, and so did not own a whisk for a period of time, uh-huh. and what did I use instead of a whisk? I took one of the heads off of my egg beater and I used yep. that instead. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yep. was, I held an thing. egg beater head. And you were just and like, just, yeah. And yep. I mean, chopsticks are totally legit. I I use chopsticks for like beating eggs and stuff. Yeah, and they were. But if great. you really need it to like actually, you know, move Get through a battery, and, for example, and fluffy. Yeah, you need a real whisk. I've yeah. noticed that that a lot of whisks are really fragile. The yeah. best whisks are the ones that, uh, the, the all steel ones, where the, <laughs> the tines go all the way to the back and then the handle is just wrapped steel. Yeah. Those are the best ones. Yeah. They I have break. some of those that are older than I am. Yeah, they don't break. And they're they fine. Forever. Yes. But wow. for nonstick pans. They will scratch them. You need the silicone ones. And those are almost always the kind where they have the, 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 the whisk parts into a thick handle. Mm-hmm. I've had like five of those in the last three years that have broken on me in different ways. One of them, the whole whisk head just came out of the handle. (laughs) One of them, it would collect liquid in the handle in the dishwasher. And so when you're using it, it would drool the liquid from the handle into whatever you're cooking. And the first time I saw this, I threw it across the room. I was so (laughs) angry. Ew, I was so angry so once I realized gross. what was going on. That's so nasty. Oh, that's gross. No. And so the oh, nice silicone gross. whisk that I found for Dio, it looked like the the whisks were epoxied into the handle. So they're not. So oh. it's hopefully very strong. There's I no chance so. of liquid getting stuck in the handle because it's However, epoxied shut. I have good news for Dio. Uh-huh. Bloodbath. Oh, sorry. Bed Bath and Beyond are going Blood out of business. Bloodbath and Beyond. <laughs> oh my God, Nancy, are you like a necromancer? Bloodbath and Beyond is an affectionate nickname we have for the shop. But okay, so Bed Bath and Beyond, they are going out of business. They're closing they up are. all their stores in Canada. And so so if you are looking, be on sale. if you're looking for things to fill out your kitchen repertoire, now is a good That's time to go. To go. Now's the place Holy moly! To enjoy. Yes, Bed Bath and Beyond has gone bankrupt. I had no idea. It is now bankrupt and beyond. Their coupons were too generous. (laughs) They were. So now I'm excited because I I did, I did, um, I have a bunch of like kind of cheap wooden utensils that I use Mm -hmm. for cooking. The one spatula has split 
and come oh. apart so many times. Ooh. There's now there's now a thir- it's now a third of the spatula. No, some that's it, bad. <laughs> some that's of it bad. came no. apart today while cooking, so I'm like, okay, it's time to get a new spatula. I remember the time I like a spatula just like split in half mm-hmm. while I was trying to stir spaghetti with it. It was awful. Yep. That actually happened today while we were making enchiladas is the another oh little, like chunk of wood came out and I was like, oh, okay. Mm, extra fiber in my enchiladas. Indeed. Like no. really battle some splinters in my intestines. That'll be really good. No, bad. That's <laughs> so bad for you. I, I will get to take advantage of some Bed Bath & Beyond sales to uh, uh, to replace my wooden utensils for my non-stick pots. But also potentially I have been debating getting a toaster. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. not a toaster oven, just a, a regular toaster. Because I do not have one. And people are asking, well, might be thinking... Well, how do you make toast then? And the answer is, I usually don't. I don't, I try not to eat a lot of carbs. Carbs Mm -hmm, are very mm -hmm. easily available here in Alberta. Um, Mm -hmm. So I try to limit the amount of carbs that I do eat to things that I really, really, really want to eat or that I really need to eat so that I'm not overindulging in them. And so bread is an easy thing to overindulge in. So I tend not to have too much bread in my house. Uh, but when I do have bread in my house and I am making toast, I put it in the oven on the broiler. Oh, and it wow. it both sides. Oh, okay. Yeah. It works Do you have one of those well, magical microwaves that are also ovens? I do not. I, well, I couldn't tell you. I have a microwave. It's in my closet. I've never used it. Oh, <laughs> I don't like using microwaves. There's no, there's no logical reason behind this. Uh, there's no like cool science fact of like you shouldn't use a microwave. No, I just don't like using microwave. That's fair. <laughs> so I That's don't fair. use a microwave. One of the best things I ever got for myself when I moved out on my own was a like tiny countertop version of an oven. Because I can make toast in it, and yeah, I can bake an entire freaking chicken in there if I need to. Yeah, I think when I when I used to live with my parents, my my parents really wanted to have one of those, and we ended up getting one. Um, and my siblings would use it constantly. Um, and maybe that's why I don't like using it. it. That or the microwave is my my younger siblings would dominate the microwave and the toaster oven. So if I wanted to cook food and I didn't want to have to wait for someone else's food to be done, if I did it in the oven, nobody else was using the oven. <laughs> so I would just do it in the oven. So maybe mm. it's just like a habit from like a lifetime of like, I will always get first dibs on the oven. So I will do everything in the oven. Uh, You see, I was very house poor when I moved out on my own, and I was very conscious of how much electricity it takes to warm up an entire oven. It does. It does take a lot. And so moving to, like, an actual, like, small oven was the best thing for me. Because you were just like, it doesn't take so much much energy to heat things up. Or time. Or time. I think the time is the biggest thing. Time is the biggest thing. The other way that I like to do toast, like if I am doing toast, I will often do like a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. So, you know, then I'm just doing it on the stovetop where it's just buttered bread in a pan. Get a nice crust on it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Delicious. Excellent. Excellent. Man, we were talking about grilled cheese this weekend, and now I need to go make several grilled cheeses for lunch like this whole week. Indulge yourself. What yes. is your favorite kind of cheese on a grilled cheese? Ooh, I like a mix. I like using a 
smoked cheddar because smoked cheddars Ooh, are usually yummy. a harder cheese and they get really stringy when they melt. Yeah. Uh, and some grana padano because it's got that oh. nice parmesaniness to it. It ah. also comes in like petals almost. It doesn't come like pre-shredded, but it does come in petals. And so if you get like a handful of petals and just sprinkle it on some bread, it's the perfect amount. Perfect amount. Oh, it's nice. very. Yeah. It's a very good ratio. Granada sometimes was a very nice cheese for that. Yeah. Sometimes I, I jazz it up with a little bit of like a garlic and onion salt too. Ooh, yes, yummy. that is that is one of my best things I've ever done at the grocery <laughs> stores. You can get that garlic butter spread. Yes, yes, I love that stuff. It's making so a good. grilled cheese with that. It's so delicious. It is a game changer. Yeah. Just going to blow your mind a little bit there. You can make it at home by yourself. Oh, I know. You can. It's delicious. I know. It's just that they make it at the store and it's I know, spreadable. but so what I really like to do back when I used to get like fresh butter from a friend who had a farm, we would put minced garlic in it and just melt it into the butter. But we would also add just a little bit of chives. Ooh, just a little yeah. bit. You Garlic don't need a lot. chive butter, yes. yes. That, that on delicious. bagels is amazing. That Yummy. on grilled cheese is amazing. Yummy. Yes. There you oh. go. Oh. So that delicious. is the way. Yes, I think it that is the way. Every single one of the listeners have transitioned to the kitchen to start making food or snacks <laughs> over the course of the episode. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Well, I can't make certain promises, but I don't think the next episode will uh, activate the salivary glands quite like this one. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you like our voice just that much. Well, in which case, not not gonna disagree with that. If you like them that much, be sure to be here next time on the Oda Fest podcast. Bye bye. Bye bye.